This is Indie Business Podcast, Episode 48. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Indie Business Podcast. I'm your host, mentor, and coach, Donna Maria, the founder and CEO at IndieBusinessNetwork.com. My goal is to help makers and creative entrepreneurs build a solid business foundation, increase your income, and use your business to create the life you love. On this episode, I will introduce you to Tashanta Hogan of Sensational Soaps in Los Angeles, California. As you'll hear, Tashanta has had two phases of her business. The first was a warm-up phase, which ended when she worked through a bit of an entrepreneurial desert as she dug deep into herself to decide whether she really wanted to pursue a business. The second phase is kind of a blast off phase, and that is where she is right now. You will literally hear the excitement in her voice as Tashanta describes finding her target audience, creating systems in her business, and utilizing a vast support network to boost productivity and results, and have a lot more fun. Get your weekly entrepreneurial vitamin dose in this uplifting and invigorating episode of the Indie Business Podcast. You can get a summary for this episode at IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash 48. I can't wait to introduce you to Tashanta Hogan of Sensational Soaps in Los Angeles, California. But first, this podcast is brought to you by the Indie Business Network, the online entrepreneurial mentoring and coaching network helping makers and creative entrepreneurs launch, manage, and grow a sustainable and profitable business. You can find out more today and join at IndieBusinessNetwork.com. And now, let's welcome Tashanta Hogan of Sensational Soaps in Los Angeles, California. Tushanta Hogan from Sensational Soaps in California. Welcome to Indie Business Podcast. Thank you so much, Donna. Now, you know, I feel like we go way back because <laughs> if I remember correctly, um, you and I met through the internet, through the Indie Business Network, gosh, maybe eight or nine years ago because yes. you had a business and then I didn't hear from you for a while and then bam, there were sensational soaps again. So I know there's a story there. Tell us a little bit about that journey. So during that time when I you didn't hear from me, I was actually um, going through a depression mode, really trying to figure out if this is something that I need to be doing or do I need to go back to work. I was in school for um, a couple of years and I couldn't find a job in 2007. And that's when the economy was dwindling down. And so I started Sensational Soaps right when the economy was bad. And I kind of questioned myself during that time, is this really for me? Should I continue on? Maybe I need to go back to work. We had lost our properties. We, My husband was an investor, so we lost a lot of property. It was a lot going on during that time frame. And here I am nine years later, and I'm still going. And now I can see the little, the little light at the end of the tunnel. So I'm excited that I continued on and persevered through it all. Um, cause it was a, a very trying time during, during that situation. You know, I'm, I'm, you're, you're obviously thriving and I, I love seeing what you're doing, but I want to pause on that for a second to Shanta, because I think so many of us, and I'm including myself here, we don't really realize how, 
how challenging it is and how stressful it is to run a business that is your job that you're also leading. And I think it doesn't look that hard. I mean, you know, people probably look at you now and go, oh, wow, look, it's so it's so awesome and beautiful. And I want to do that. So like, let's give some people some insight into what that must have been like for you to because that's a big decision to have to make. Yeah, it was it was really hard. Um, I I've I've had long walks alongside of the water at the beach out here in California and so forth. Just mm-hmm. talking to God, trying to figure out. I mean, what was my purpose? Was I was this what, what I was supposed to really be doing? Because I went to school for business administration with an emphasis in human resources. Never in a million years did I think I'd be doing what I'm doing right now. Never, ever, ever, ever. Right. And I went to the Strawberry Fest in Oxnard, and I saw saw people that were set up as vendors and they, they it, it was intriguing. It was inspiring. And I looked at them like, wow, this looks interesting. I started making soap with the kids, melt and pour and so forth. Um, but I, I didn't, I didn't get grasp the concept of behind the scenes with business. Um, and when I got behind the scenes and started my business, like you just mentioned, it was very hard. I mean, people on the outside could look in and see, oh my goodness, this is so great. You know, but it's the foundation is digging in the trenches, yeah. um, just to set up the groundwork for your business and knowing which direction you really want to go um, and try, you know, business changes. I mean, you have to change with the trends, change uh-huh. with your audience, your target audience and so forth. So I had to learn how to grasp that. Uh-huh. Um, so I think, you know, going to school is black and white, but you don't know business until you do it. Right. So I right. had to really train my, change my thought process. I had to grasp uh-huh. uh, a coach who can change my thought process on business and how I do uh-huh. things and look at things from a different perspective. It's almost like post-traumatic stress syndrome, right? It's yeah. like you start yeah. and it's like <laughs> you, you have this honeymoon period where you just start and it's great. And of course, everybody's buying everything because you're new and they're excited yeah. for you. And then it's like one day it's like somebody hits you upside the head. <laughs> you're like, oh, my gosh, I have all this other stuff to figure out. And where did all those people go? I got to go find some more people because they're not paying my bills. Yes, yes. And not to mention, you know, you have family on top of that, on yeah. top of it. And I know a lot of indie, indie um, business members, they can mm-hmm. relate. You have family, you have kids, you have husband. And so you're trying to balance it all mm-hmm. um, on top of your business. Well, and you seem to be doing a fantastic job. Oh, although I know we're seeing the tip of the iceberg, but <laughs> I, I want to go back to what you said about your purpose, because I think that's so important to us as entrepreneurs, as well as just human beings. Like, what was that process like for you? And how did you connect your purpose as a person to your purpose in business? Is there, I know there's a connection there. Can you share a little bit about that? So when I was younger, I used to love arts and crafts, like every kid does in in school. And arts and crafts, craft was just fun and arts and craft to me when I got older was like no I need a real job arts and craft is not going to pay the bills it's not going to do anything for me I enjoy making things I I enjoy making a lot of stuff I enjoy cooking and so forth so when I finished school um a lady came to me and said hey Tashanta I noticed you have melt and pour soap on your site do you make cold processed soap and I said yeah I never made cold processed soap in my life never (laughs) ever did you say yeah (laughs) yeah I do (laughs) I'll have some for you tomorrow (laughs) And she placed an order and she had just opened up in the mall and it was a $2,500 order that she gave me half the payment. <laughs> well, of like, course oh you made God. it then. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my God. I was like, well, I need to learn how to make this soap. Right. I went to the Nova studio. I, I went up north. 
I went to another place uh, locally. I went to two places to learn how to make soap. I was like, okay, um, I don't think she's going to get this refund back. I need to really figure this out. So I learned it. I delivered. And next thing you know, she was out of business. I don't know where she's at. She was my angel because that's our number one seller right now. And, you know, and then when I saw that, I was like, wow, maybe this is what I need to be doing. Maybe this is my purpose that I, I mean, creativity. I love it. I like making things. Maybe this is where I really need to be. But it took me a month after I graduated from college to really find out what is my purpose. And I really had to ask myself, what is my purpose? What is it that I absolutely love to do and would do it in a moment? I mean, even if it was for free, this is what I enjoy. This is what makes me just beep. So um, that's what I did. And it was the best thing ever now that I look back at it. But in the beginning, it was it was, it was very trying. And it's still trying, still, still to this day, but you know, I know how to maneuver through it. Yeah. Yeah. That, it is a learning process. I just have to ask, did the lady make the second payment? Yes, she did. Oh, she good. did. Okay, good. <laughs> good. So, so good. Well, that, that's such a wonderful and encouraging thing. It sounds like it came along just when you needed it to know kind yes. of which direction you would get confirmation in. Yes. Absolutely. That's exciting. So, so fast forward to today and you have a business model that is like, you're, I feel like you're churning. Like it's just, you know, you, you might have the hiccups every now and then, like you said, but you just maneuver around them. So tell Mm -hmm. us a little bit about what your business is like today. Who do you sell to? And you know, what's, what sorts of customers do you have and what are you making? So, um, we make, um, sugar scrubs, we bath salts, um, we have uh, soap, of course. Of course. We have body, body butters, um, and this is this is what we're we're making today. Before okay. we had all, a list of a, a lot of things, and we had to really streamline things. Um, and we really focus a lot of our attention on wholesale. So mm-hmm. we have wholesale clients um, in state and out of state, and we do a we do we're very strategic with where we set up here in um, here in California. California is a different market. Um, and in in this in the city is very saturated. So we like to um, set up and do events outside of the box and outside in the outskirts of the city. Um, this is where people don't play for the most part, and this is an opportunity for us to really shine. For instance, we set up recently um, earlier this year at a wine tasting event, and it was in Beverly Hills, um, and we did exceptionally well there. Um, People gravitated towards our product and so forth. And our our age bracket is between the ages of 30 to 65 years of age. Um, women, of course, and they really gravitated towards our products. And so right now we're in the process of just trying to continue to look for that market audience as well as gravitate towards things that are not within the city so that we can stay um you know on the outskirts and be and be able to be seen and be able to be to shine and do things that are out the box you know do things that people are not normally doing within our industry and you know i have to say that that is one of the things that i mean i'm all the way over here across the country so (laughs) i'm definitely on the outside looking in but that's one of the things that i see you really really excelling at and you know how i sort of see that I see it through Instagram I see it through (laughs) these amazing graphics that you that you create or have created that that showcase that you are not sort of in a box like the wine tasting is an example and other sorts of pop-up things that you're doing with people that make you know makers that make different types of products how do you decide 
which, I mean, because I know there's so many options. How do you decide which ones will be worth your time and which ones will not? Because a lot of makers have that question. It's like, I have these 10 shows I can do. How on earth do I decide which one is probably going to be the most profitable and the best fit for me? What are some of the things you consider in that area, Tashanta? I definitely ask the questions when a, um, a person comes to me and say, I want you to be a vendor. And then also I reflect back on the things that I did set up for in the beginning years. We set up everywhere. I mean, everywhere. And now that I think back at it, I really didn't know who my audience was. And I was just really out there setting up at different places. But now when we set up, we're very strategic. We want to make, make sure that we know who is the audience that they're promoting to. We want to know how long have they been promoting to. We want to know how many people um, are coming to the, the event that they're going to have. Um, and we want to make sure that it's a good fit for us. Does this fit us? And it, of course, you're going to have some hit and miss, you know, some things that were good, some things that were not too well. And then if this is their first time, of course, you want to give them a second try to make sure that this is, you know, maybe that was a little glitch or something, a hiccup. Let's see what happens next year. So we make sure we ask those questions before we decide to um, commit to setting up um, at different locations because it is a lot of different vendors, especially the holidays are coming. It's a lot of different places that you want to set up at, but also make sure that you attend these events that people are asking you to attend, especially if they've been doing it for a couple of years. Make sure that, you know, it's a good fit for what it is that you're looking for as well as who you're trying to target that audience. So you, you like to go and attend before you actually commit to purchasing space? Yes. Oh, good. Yes. Okay, yes. so you can walk around and, and have a look and get some more confirmation. Yes. And, and it's a little retail therapy, too, I would imagine. Of course. <laughs> it's of all course. in the name of market research, right? Right. <laughs> now, you are a super busy lady because... Okay, so I'm, I'm, we're, we're Facebook friends, yay. And so I see, you know, I see that you're doing some speaking. I see that you, um, your daughter has started a business, you're running your own business. So, you know, there's 24 hours in a day and, and hopefully you're sleeping for, you know, eight or nine of them or whatever. But, you know, <laughs> how do you, how do you fit your business around your life? I, I mean, I can tell that your life is, you know, obviously your, your central focus, your family. How do you, you know, organize your hours so that you can get everything you need to get done in your business and also still have that precious family time. Well, you know, it's so funny. I was just speaking this morning to two young ladies that I talk to every Monday morning. Thanks to you, Donna Maria. When I attended your mastermind group, um, we now we have a little network. It's three or four of us that are on a call every morning. And we were just talking about when we uh, went to um, the session with Anne Marie uh -huh. and how you have to have those quadrants. So that really stuck in my head, really stuck in my head. So my children, they're very active. My daughter's a dancer. She's, um, and my daughter has her own business, Shy's World, nail polish, five free nail polishes. She's only 11 years old. My son, he does basketball. So I think it's the support system that I have. Mm -hmm. My husband does basketball with my son. I'm responsible for dance. She's at a dance camp literally right now until five o'clock this evening. Mm -hmm. um, and then my mother, she plays a role totally as well. And I think this little, this little small village um, and the support system that I have allows me to do those things as well as the activities that my children are in um, and, you know, the, the help with my husband allows me to be able to have a life. Like just this past weekend, I went to a concert, uh, outdoor concert. And then yesterday I was in church and then I had family time with the, with the kids and my mm -hmm. husband. 
So I think it's just all of that is just balancing everything and then making sure that for the week you have your, you set out for the week. What is it that you're going to try to accomplish? For? What is your goal when you're making products? And I, I, I'm so serious. Anne-Marie, when she talked about those quadrants, was so that was that, that was the main thing that really spoke volumes to me because she said how you, you have to say, have a set a time as well as set alarms. So you won't spend too much time on just one project. When you said it's 24 hours in a day, you know, at least we need to at least get in 18 hours of those days where mm-hmm. we're really focused on an actual goal that we can say, oh, I manufactured today. I did some a little administrative work. I blog. I did this. I did that. It's hard because I'm still trying to, you know, finesse things. There's some things in my business that are weaknesses mm-hmm. that I really need to, you know, mm-hmm. hone in on to really put that in within my schedule. Right. But it is doable when you look at Anne-Marie who is mm-hmm. very special at what she does. Well, and let's let's give a double shout out. Anne-Marie <laughs> Fayola of Brambleberry, she spoke on Indy Cruise uh, earlier this year. And those quadrants, I remember for the rest of the whole cruise, we were all going, which quadrant are you in right now? Which quadrant are you in? Like, you better get, you better get out of that quadrant four. Yes. So, um, and for those of you who don't know, the seven habits of highly effective people is what she credited for a lot of what she shared. So uh, it's a book by Stephen Covey, which you need to read if you haven't. So thank you for mentioning that. Um, so tell me a little bit about how, what is the reason for the every morning call? And I have to ask, like, what time does it happen? Like, to get well, up well, super early for that? It's once, it's once a week. It's on oh, it's Monday. A week, okay, yes, okay. So week. you start your week off, and well, like, what purpose does that serve for you, Tashanta? So what what we did, we we really, I saw them at a soap conference. The two that um, were at the indie uh, indie mastermind group, and uh-huh. I saw them again. I was like, oh my god! So yeah. we we just pretty much built a community amongst each other, and so it really set the tone for the week. Uh-huh. What is it we're going to accomplish for the week? And it's really accountability. Okay, did you do this um, such and such? Did you do that? Mm-hmm. You know, we said last week we were going to do this. So we said this week we're going to do. So where we're at with this. And in between the week, we text each other in a group um, okay. environment where, okay. you know, if you, you come up against the, uh, the wall with something, they're able to text. We text each other and so forth. So it just it just it just empowers us uh-huh. that we're all have a passion for bath and body products and you know it's always better when it's more than one person who can help you and walk you through the process of different things where you get hinged up at so it's almost like an ongoing mastermind that's totally virtual cuz you don't all yeah. live in the same place no no not at all yeah two of them live, live in um in east it's, um, you know, in the east side, and then one is here in, in California, two hours away. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so if someone listening is a maker, and they're, they're like, you know, what? I need that in my life, I need that in my business, what would you suggest they do to try to create that little mini network that you just talked about, which sounds so, it sounds so rich, and so full of texture and support? Yes. So, I mean, what did I do? I I went to the uh, mastermind. Well, first, first you went someplace, right? You had to get out of your soap out. pot and go somewhere. I, I had been watching you for years, and I said, you know what? This year, I'm going to that cruise. So I went, <laughs> and I met them, and then I went to another event, 
and I saw them again mm-hmm. and then we just built like oh my goodness we saw each other we just built a friendship and we said you know what when this is over let's get together and let's create a, a group so that we could all be accountable to each other and then we got a conference call and we just call um, you know in different hours of course so I'm the one who has to wake up the earliest but it's okay because okay. I look I look forward to the call I look forward to it it's, it's exciting and like you just said it's, it's support it's it's a good support system so like you just mentioned get out meet people network Mm -hmm. you know you never know who can help you with a a issue or a problem that you're looking for um i know networking is like really big on my list and building those relationships are a huge part of sensational so there are they are huge very huge for me that's good it's it takes you out of your own head and as entrepreneurs if we stay in our heads too much it's not good. So, no. <laughs> so tell us about, you said your daughter has a business. And so you are having, you know, an incredible influence on her in terms of, you know, future possibilities. Tell us about her business and how did you encourage her, influence her in that area? Well, Cheyenne, actually, she influenced herself. She got into my makeup and she did a video on her eye touch because she does not have a phone. She's too young. And I saw the video and I was, of course, upset when I saw it. But then I looked at her video. I was like, okay, she did a really good video. Maybe Mm -hmm. I need to fine tune this into a different area. She likes cosmetics and so forth. So let me show her what she can do and she can, you know, have her own money. But prior to that, um, she was doing soap cupcakes and she was doing button earrings. But then I had to really help her a lot on a, on the soap cupcakes and the button earrings and so forth. But with the nail polish, she's side by side with me as we share the studio and she's able to make her products and I'm right there with her. So when she started the nail polish, I she got, an in, she got a, a, um, a message through her inbox on Facebook asking her to be on the real talk show. It's like, oh my God. And I was like, is this really real? It was during dinner time. And I asked my husband, you think this is really real? And we're sitting around the table. And I said, well, I'm going to call them in the morning. I called them in the morning. And sure enough, she, they wanted her to be seen on the real talk show to pitch her product. So she had her elevator pitch. I showed her. Uh, we fine-tuned it. And she was able to be on there. And it was a really great experience for her, as well as building her confidence level, as well as her knowing who she is, um, what is it that she's offering. And it was a it was a great, great experience. And she actually really loves what she does. She's setting up actually this coming Saturday as well. That is so exciting. How, how many different <laughs> colors does she have in her line? She has about seven colors in her line. And every um, every um, season, she'll add more to the line Mm -hmm. and try to retire the others she also has her boxes as well for little girls to inspire them because it's an affirmation card inside it's also the nail polish a bath bomb so she's excited uh, about it and i am excited uh, excited about it as well you must be so proud of her and how exciting that she is at such a young age developing that confidence and seeing that she can make something with her hands and support herself with it Yes. And, and, and like I said, even if she doesn't want to do this in the future, at mm-hmm. least she sets the foundation that she can do anything as far as starting, starting a business. Because yes. once a business entrepreneur, always a business entrepreneur. You know, I so agree with that. And it's like, <laughs> it's, it's like, um, it's like, it, it, it's like looking at a big house, like you're driving yeah. down, you're like, Oh, that's such a big house. I know. And, you know, my kids, you know, they're young. So they're like, Ooh, in a house like that. And I'm like, well, maybe not, but we want to be able 
to have yes. a house like that. And so, yeah. you, you, you know, you have options when you know that you can start a business yes. because you've done it before. It's like the world can't do anything to you. It's like you can get laid off and you can cry for a night and say, you know what? Well, I know I can do something else because I've done it before. So it, it empowers you in so many ways that aren't financial. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Business is it, it teaches you so many different phases of life and mm -hmm. a lot about yourself when you're in business. You learn yes. a lot about yourself. You learn a lot about other people. You learn a lot about building relationships. Business is a whole huge world. It's like a big conglomerate of um, facets of just life, period. So I'm excited that she's starting her business so she can really, you know, dive in and really learn about life. Yeah. Entrepreneurship to me, it's the world's best personal development tool. Yes. It's yes. not it's not what we normally think of, but at the at its core I really think that's what it is. So tell us a little bit, Tashanta, about how your business works. Like do you have uh you know, do you have employees? Do you have helpers? You know, what are the different I know you said you do events and you have wholesale, I guess you do retail off your website. So what are the different income streams that you have and do you have people helping you do the work? So yes, we we basically have um each other. My husband, he works full time, but he helps um, with the shipping. My mom, she helps a lot. Um, and actually this week we'll be hiring. We hired before and that was right before we had a boutique. So we've had a boutique for a year as well. And I noticed that that was something that was not for me, but I'm glad I experienced that. Um, so we hired, we hired before. And then now this this coming week, I'll be hiring someone as um, to contribute to our manufacturing side as an assistant. Um, and so we do wholesale, we do retail, we do um, fundraisers. We have fundraisers with um, with kids in school. So it's pretty much like a sheet that's set up like selling seeds, candy, candy bars. Um, and we have our soap, our candles, and our body butters that we do fundraisers for, and we give a percentage back to the school. Um, we also have um, well, we used to do spa parties. We don't do spa parties anymore. But also we do this thing called Soothing Saturdays once a month at a boutique that carries our products. So we um, go in and it, it allows me to be creative. So I do something different. Like one time we did um, liquid soap and we put it in a, on a, in a dispenser where you where you normally put beverages in. And so they were able to just pull the level back and you get an empty bottle and fill it up themselves. and Put a tag on it um so we have soothing saturdays the first saturday of the month at all that in more boutique in culver city out here and also we do um pop-ups pop-up shops as well um we do we did a pop-up shop last year during the holidays with two other makers who were in the same industry so it's almost like it was a sephora slash bath and body works types pop-up and what it does is it just Again, it builds a sense of community, support with one another, um, and we all set up in there, had a great time. When the times were slow, what did we do? We got our, our, our binders out, and, and we started planning for the next year. It was the holidays, so we started planning for the next year. What, what are the goals that we want to accomplish for the next year? And also, we built a community alongside with each other. Um, one of the girls, she works full-time, and she does this on a part-time basis. So we inbox each other a lot 
through Facebook or she'll text when she has time throughout the day as well. So we built a really good uh, support system amongst us. I mean, we get our supplies at the same location. I'm out and about a lot and I'll ask and say, hey, do you guys want me to pick up an order for you guys? You want to call it in? I'll pick it up for you. So this is what we do. This is what I enjoy. This is what I love. This is what I really love about being in business. I know at some point, it's almost like the relationships are are more important than the business. Yes. (laughs) It's it's funny how that happens. And you know, when when you talk to brand new entrepreneurs about that, um, it's exciting to them, but there's like this veil, like they can't see that yet. I, and, I was never at this place where I'm at now. Trust mm-hmm. me. I was the new entrepreneur. I was like, really? No. I don't, I don't <laughs> have time to see those people. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I know exactly what you're saying. So Soothing Saturdays. Now, for people who are in California in your area, tell us the name of that place again where they happen. So it's at All That and More Boutique. It's um, uh, in Culver City. If you okay. Google All That and More Boutique, it's there at Soothing Saturdays once a month. And we always try to do something real creative that's not within our line. So it keeps me creative as well. We yeah. have our subs- subscriptions uh, as well. Basically, I make a bar of soap a, a month. Yeah. Uh, and it's something that's not within our line. It allows me to be creative. It allows me to try a new scent. And yeah. we have that as well as... Um, you know, the Susan Saturday. So I enjoy the create creative side of business as well. You know, I love that you said that this, I'm going to make sure I, I tell everybody about this. It's Suds Scription and it's yes. a subscription, right? Monthly, you get a soap that you don't make in your line. It's usually like a one-time thing. So it, it, yes. it's a really unique way to not let your line get out of control, right? Making yes. everything, yes. every exactly. time you feel like exactly. it. And then you also have a subscription, which is recurring revenue and people are, are buying it. You make it right. in a limited quantity, you know, you're going to sell out. So exactly. that's great. Tell us a little bit more about the fundraising. Like, where did that idea come from? Did did you, um, I'm, I'm, I'm picturing C's candy, which is such a yeah. delicious candy in California. <laughs> um, tell us a little bit about how that works. So basically what we do, um, we're, we'll, we'll pitch to, uh, an organization, nonprofit organization, school, basketball or whatever. And we negotiate the price of the percentage that we're going to give back to the school to make sure that, you know, we give them a contract and so forth. And then we come there and we give them, um, uh, I think I, ha- I have a you know a duplicate of the the forms for the children to take home with them, and so they take home the form along with the envelope, and they sell the product. They bring it back to the classroom, we collect it, and so forth. And um, the school will cut us. Our school, a nonprofit organization, will cut us a check for the amount that we agreed upon and um, for the percentage. And what it does is it helps it helps us because we're giving back to the community and organization and saying that we help the school. So let's get on our resume as well as a gift back. It helps the school to accomplish their goals and what they need. And as well as now we have reached out to new people who didn't even know that we existed. These are brand new customers, potential customers that may be interested in your product and want to purchase again. So it's interesting because our, pro- our our website is on our product. You want to keep that website on your products because you never know that person who bought from the child is just probably just supporting. And then they get the product like, oh my God, I really like this. Where did I get this from? And they can go to the site and now you have gained a customer. So it's a threefold to that. Um, and it helps it, it helps and it, it, it brings in an extra stream of 
income. It's good marketing and everything. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of lot of phases to the goodness and the richness of it as well. And that's more than three. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's way more than three. I mean, you hit yeah. on, on five or six there. So yeah. <laughs> um, being an entrepreneurial multiplier, which which is so important for us to make sure that we when we do one thing, it has five or six separate purposes. Um, exactly. So and I and imagine that the children are gaining confidence because they're learning how to sell, too. So so when the children bring the order forms back, do you just deliver all the products to the school and the school distributes them to the no, children to I take to it, the buyer? I, I make it very simple. So we we pack it and we attach the form, the copy of the form to their to their bags. So I make it very simple because I know like C's, I want it to be different because I know at C's candy, they just deliver the whole thing and then the teachers have to pack it. So I wanted to make it simple so they won't won't um, have to, um, we won't have to carve out the time out of their uh, being a teacher so that they could be able to just distribute it easily and just by calling that person's name and they can get their bag because it's already pre-packed for them. And then um, so the, the end the end buyer comes and gets it or, or the student will <laughs> deliver it. That's yeah. really smart because teachers yeah. aren't packers. And no, they probably no. would make mistakes that you would have to fix anyway. So yeah. you might try as well. It, try to make it really simple, really easy. And also, mm-hmm. like I said, you always look at the person who was doing it before. How can you be different? Let's yes. be different and let's be real strategic with this. And let's not let the, the teacher come out the classroom or give them any extra work. They really need to focus on teaching the child. So let's make sure that we can be able to pack it for them, put the child's name on it, and they can just easily just give it to that child. So for all of all of our listeners, I mean, there's so many different ways that we can get our hands on your product. So we can go to your website at sensationalsoaps.com and spell that for us. It's S like Sam, C like cat, E, N like Nancy, T like Tom, S-A-T-I-O-N-A-L, soaps, S-O-A-P-S.com. And then we can go to the boutique in Culver City on, on Soothing Saturdays. Um, if, if, if we're local to you, we can find out where our children can participate in a fundraiser. Um, when the holidays roll around and, and throughout the year, I guess at different times, we can find you at a pop-up. Yes. Um, my goodness. So this, and you wholesale as well. So there are stores, you know, in different cities where we might be able to buy your products too. Yes. Yes. And it's, it's listed on our website as well. You've got it going on. Trying. <laughs> no, it's so exciting yeah. because you have, I mean, you know, the, the, the fundraising really, really is a unique thing because not a lot of people do that. I hear a lot of people asking about it, but not a lot of people are actually doing it. It requires a different sort of approach, obviously, but you, you are open to different New ideas yes. and different people. Yes. And I think that makes a difference for you. Yes, we are. We are very open. If we see that there is an opportunity there, um, we, we go for it. We go for it. But what, like I said earlier, it's good and bad when I set up everywhere. It's good. It was good in a sense because when I set up everywhere, I really saturated myself within my local community. Um, but then it was, it got, when I got old, you know, got older, the business got older, I had to really mm-hmm. say, okay, I need to make sure I be strategic with this audience, the target audience of where we need to be, because you don't want to be everywhere, but in the beginning of the business, it's good to be everywhere because now everyone knows who you are and what you're giving. But now, when, now we really fine tune who we are 
And now we're real strategic with where we go and how we want to look at ourselves. That's a really good way to describe that growth curve. Um, so, so let me ask you this. I know every business is different and I'm not trying to overgeneralize, but for people who are listening and they're like, okay, I'm doing everything now. Like I'm doing all the shows because I am clarifying my target audience. When do I know it's okay to start saying no a lot? Because, you know, how do you know that? I, um, I, 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 I got upset with myself because I really didn't fine tune who my target audience was because I was setting up everywhere. So it was like, it was a good, it was good. And then it was bad to me. If you know who your audience is right now, go for that. Look for that audience. Where mm-hmm. do they sleep? Where do they work? Mm-hmm. What, where do they take their kids? You want to know everything about them every single thing so that it makes it easier for you when you sell you're mm-hmm. not being like an, in a needle in a haystack right. looking for that person um because that was me you know i was everywhere you know oh my god let me i, I need to set up here and set up there and then i was just basically spinning my 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 uh my wheels and i was setting up breaking down it was wear and tear i'm getting older i'm not getting younger so i had to really find who that person is what do they look like where do they shop at and everything and i think if you are the one that's setting up everywhere you probably need to sit down and just really fine tune and say who is this person what does she looks like what does she wear um where does she drive where does she shop really really sit down and really think of what that person looks like so that when the opportunity presents itself at different locations you can know what questions to ask and you will know immediately who that art that 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 person is it's almost like you can talk to a person when they come to your booth and you know if that's your that's your client or not and it's such a process it's such a process and when you're in it you don't see it happening. All you feel is, oh my God, I got to take this booth down and put it up again. And it's not until afterward, it's like raising a child, right? After they get to another stage, you're like, oh, I can really do that now because yes. I know what I'm doing. Yes, <laughs> when you're learning, it's not so easy. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Like you said, it was. Just, it's like a child, you know, I have two. So I know, I know one is totally different than the other, mm-hmm. and I know what makes this this child tick, and I know what what makes this child ticks too. Mm-hmm. So it's really just trying. Is your business is your baby, so you're really yeah. trying to figure out what's going to work for this baby, what's going to work for this business, what's going to make it just pop and just yeah. have a wow factor behind it. Yes. Yeah. Now, you know, I like to ask questions. I'm, I'm an attorney, so it's time for the interrogation, okay? Uh-huh. We are ready for, are you ready? Okay. <laughs> questions that I always ask that only I know because we didn't talk about this in advance. So um, here goes. Um, you said that your husband is, is involved in basketball. Your son plays basketball. Who is your favorite basketball team? Oh, my goodness. Um, I, I say the Lakers. <laughs> oh, is, is that the Lakers? Is that, that's where you live, right? Okay, so that was too easy. Okay, that was too, too easy. Okay, so um, you also mentioned, you know, like when we were preparing, that you are actually, you were born in Germany. Yes. You were born in Germany. Yes. So what, what is your favorite thing about Germany? Oh, I was there to, for two years. My favorite thing that I remember was playing in the snow. I love uh. the snow. That's so sweet. Okay. Now we're going to talk about nail polish. What Uh is your favorite of your daughter's nail polish colors? I love her blue color. That's a a dark blue that I really, really love. Yes. Love it. (laughs) And last but not least, what is the one word, the one word 
that you would use to describe yourself as an entrepreneur? Patience. Patient. Patience. Yes. Patience. I say patience because um, some things we want things instantly. And then when those things are presented to you, you may not be ready for it. And then when they are presented to you and next time you are ready, you are very ready. Um, So patience. um, This is nine years, our nine year anniversary this year. And we are actually going we're going somewhere and it's like, wow, you know, so it took a lot of patience for me because um, we, I want, of course, we all want things instantly mm-hmm. um, and we don't know that we're ready for it when it's presented itself. But later, once it's presented itself to you and you're ready, you'll, you would definitely know and you will feel it's your time. I love the way you said that. You just said, we are going places and I know <laughs> we are going places. So that's what patience will get you guys. Good Good things come to those who are patient. So thank you so much for all these wonderful golden nuggets and and reminders of how to achieve entrepreneurial success. Everyone, sensationalsoaps.com. And make sure you head on over there. You can learn about the fundraising. You can learn about uh, Shy's World. Actually, let's give her website out too. Tell us where we can go to get her nail polish. So it's Shy's World, S-H-A-I-S world.com. Shiesworld.com. Shiesworld.com. And my dog really likes nail polish, obviously, yeah. as well. So sorry about that. And, and of course, right at the very end when we made it through the whole podcast without him, uh, now we have him. So we'll have, to, we'll have to do some editing there, Tashanta. But anyway, thank you so much for joining us. Everyone, make sure you visit her. Follow her on Instagram because you need to see the amazing photographs and videos that she posts about her soap and you need some honey soap right that honey yes. soap is the bomb that's our number one seller our honey soap yes it's well, made with honey and turmeric it looks like food <laughs> on that instagram stream so i'm ready for some more of that thank you Tashanta. we look thank forward you to so learning. much for having me absolutely great to have you bye-bye now bye-bye Well, I hope you enjoyed my interview with Tashanta Hogan of Sensational Soaps in Los Angeles. Let's review some of the tips she shared in this episode. First, work through your own personal desert. I am so grateful that Tashanta removed the veil and was just down to earth and honest about how she struggled to decide whether entrepreneurship was something she really wanted to pursue. I want you to listen very carefully to that part, maybe even replay it, especially if you are a new business owner, because you must know that depression can sometimes be a part of entrepreneurship. It's not all fun and roses. It's not always the upbeat picture you see on Facebook. Sometimes it stinks, but if you push your way through, as Tashanta did, you can see that the payoff is huge. Second, Find your target audience. Did you catch the part where Tashanta said that once you find your target audience, everything starts to flow more easily? She didn't say that everything becomes easy, and neither do I. But she said you can begin to get into a groove when you are clear about who you're serving and how your products can benefit them specifically. And thirdly, create your support systems. Tashanta is a great example of how entrepreneurs should establish multiple 
support systems. She has her family. She has her maker friends. She has her wholesale customers like the boutique where she hosts Soothing Saturdays. She is a member of the Indie Business Network. She joined me on Indie Cruise earlier this year and just enjoyed herself and learned so much in community with like-minded people. Get out of your studio and be a part of a living, vibrant community. You can subscribe to Indie Business Podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. You can also listen at my website at IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash podcast. And while you're on iTunes, if you're there, would you do me the honor of rating this podcast? It helps me so much to know that you appreciate the amazing people and stories featured here. You can also share episodes of Indie Business Podcast from my blog at Indie Business Network to your favorite social media outlets. I will see you on the next episode of Indie Business Podcast. In the meantime, break all the rules, build your own corporate ladder, and create the life you love. 